When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles. Brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Anya Hinkle's distinctive vocals sets the tone for the Asheville-based Appalachian Roots band Teleco. Teleco has a new album, Woven Waters, and Anya is my guest on this edition of Americana Music Profiles. Hi, Anya. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Nice to be here. Yeah, good to have you. Good to get a chance to catch up with uh, you and uh, learn a little bit more about the band Teleco. Uh, where where am I talking to you from? Well, I'm right here in beautiful Asheville, North Carolina. Oh, yeah. Cool. Hotbed of all kinds of cool music. Yes. It seems seems to be growing every year. You know, more and more people come in, come in here uh, for various reasons and... Um, it's it's a good place to be. Is that um, uh, obviously new home? Is that is that where you're from, or did you relocate yourself? I've been here now about um, twelve years. Okay. And um, I'm originally from Blacksburg, Virginia, so not too far away. Um, I spent a lot of years out in California and other places, but um, kind of came back here to be closer to. Um, Appalachian roots music, yeah. and um, also it's just being in such a vibrant community, um, full of musicians and artists, and um, just a lot of a lot of great folks. Um, it's it's a it's a good place for sure. How did music start for you? Well, I you know I played music as a kid. Um, uh, my my mom and stepfather were both cellists and um, okay. like orchestral classical type mm-hmm. music, and I grew up playing violin and I played um, I sang in the church choir and I played some guitar in high school. I, I started getting really into bluegrass and um, Americana, what we now call Americana. Um, in high school, I, my first love was Norman Blake and Tony Rice. And, oh yeah. Um, then I started getting into um, some of the Old in the way stuff and and uh, a lot of that music was a big influence for me, but definitely Norman Blake was was it for me in the beginning. I also liked a lot of blues music and um, I don't know, just just started getting inspired in high school through friends and others. Um, so I kind of had a mishmash of of uh, musical influences, but 
um, didn't really do too much with music then. Um, as a young person, I um, went off to college and I got into other stuff. I was into cycling and rock climbing and every other thing. Mm-hmm. But um, it, I, I kind of came back to music. I kind of got my guitar back and my fiddle back and wandered into a, a bluegrass shop instrument shop in berkeley california called the fifth string and i just started picking it over there and jamming with those guys and got really into it and um, i thought what am i doing out here i'm going home (laughs) (laughs) but i'm still real close to those california folks and uh really appreciate their supporting me um you know as i was getting started and really thinking about them right now it's um yeah. so tragic what's happened with the fires out there and i was just out there myself so i i could see it's just it's a real mess wow yeah yeah certainly a lot of, a lot of folks are and it's it seems to be happening more and more and so certainly a lot of thoughts and well wishes going out to those folks if uh, for any of those that may be connected uh, as we're as they're listening to this for sure um what um Blacksburg is as what regionally for you for music. What what were your influences in that part of uh, Virginia um, when you were being exposed to bluegrass and Americana? I think you know when I was growing up in the seventies and eighties, like I, you know, it was a different time. Bluegrass and old time music weren't you know as well recognized right. back then, and I think it was much more stratified and. Um, so I really wasn't exposed to it like you might, like I might have expected growing up. Um, but when I came back, certainly I really got into old time music particularly and, um, was, I went to all the fiddlers conventions and wanted to really get to know that, that repertoire. And, um, actually the first, the first CD I ever made was on a label called The Crooked Road, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a Virginia Heritage um, kind of label. Yeah, and they just had heard me and my um, my my singing partner Jackson Cunningham just singing at, over at Floyd Fest actually, mm-hmm. and um, we we cut an album um, down in southwestern Virginia. It's an old time duet singing album, and. Um, that was kind of my first recording project. So I, hmm, cool. um, from there, I, I kind of have always incorporated some old-time elements and bluegrass elements into what I do. And, and in recent years, I've gotten sort of more into folk Americana-type songwriting. And so it's just kind of all, you know, grown and changed through the years, I guess. Mm-hmm. But that's started coming back after I left California. I was um, I really got interested in old, the old time scene and still really am so overwhelmed and impressed by just the body of work there and the depth and subtleties involved with um, making that music sound and how many different styles there are and, and all of that and yeah. more than I'll ever yeah. master but I certainly appreciate it and I love what people are doing with it um, so yeah. So where did uh tell me about the band Teleco. Where did that come from for you? When how long have you guys been together and what brought that together? When I moved to Asheville, um 
like many bands, including I was just listening to an interview today with Town Mountain talking about how they all met at the Jack of the Wood Jam. Jack of the Wood's a great little Irish pub here in town, and um, they've had a bluegrass jam going on for uh, probably going on three decades. And I know that I met a bunch of people there. We formed a band called Delia Lowe that um, recorded about, I think four albums. Mm-hmm. The last one was on Rebel Rebel Records, mm-hmm. which was out of Charlottesville and Floyd, Virginia. Yeah, and um, so a lot of music, uh, Virginia roots there too. But um, but yeah, Delia Lowe, uh, we we had a song and an album. We had an album called Teleco because I had written a song called Planes of Teleco. It was a hmm. um, a song that I. I've been moved to write, just spending some time out in that part of Western North Carolina, East, East Tennessee, um, and just some. Anyway, I wrote this song called Teleco, and um, it included some of Teleco's members. Um, that band dissolved, but when we restarted, it included myself and two members of Delia Lowe, Stig Stiglitz, and Aaron Balance on Dobro. And, and um, anyway, so the three of us wanted to start a project and um, kind of just floated that name and it stuck. We brought in actually a, a guy that had been with Town Mountain, Jed Willis, and he's a mandolin player. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, it's a very Asheville band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we've all been together a long time in various forms. So um, that's that's a group for this most recent album and one other previously called Relics and Roses. Right. And you guys have been together how long? We started in 2014, Okay. and um, our first album, Relics and Roses, came out 2015, and um, we've been touring behind that, um, but really gearing up to make a new album and trying to figure out how and how to do that financially and how to do that artistically, and um, finally we were able to put it all together last year, and so we're just able to release it now, so it's been a labor of love and a long time coming. And uh, we're talking about uh, the album Woven Waters. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that, uh, I guess, officially releases, I think I read, uh, the 15th of December. Is that right? Released uh, the 9th, so just this past weekend. Okay. All right. Awesome. So it's already out. Cool. And are you guys touring that now, then? Yeah. So we'll be kind of supporting that album, you know, for the next you know, year, six months or yeah, so. Yeah. Um, we do have an album release show in January with our producer from that project, Mr. John Doyle, who's a phenomenal um, Irish musician that's, you know, any notable Irish recording that you've heard in the past 20 years, he's been on it. I mean, he's played with everybody and also really well-known in Americana circles with Tim O'Brien and um, right, yeah. Mary Chapin Carpenter, Jim Baez, Jerry Douglas, you name it. So um, we were really lucky to get his involvement and do a couple shows with him to support the album. I was looking at the um, uh, the press sheet, and um, a, a statement kind of caught my attention. I, I'm wondering if, if if you'll recall it and if you can uh, expound on it a, a bit. It it's talking about the music for the uh, the new band, um, the new album, and. Uh, um, relates that uh, that you guys blending bluegrass sensibilities with British Isles influences. Where does that British Isles influences come in? 
Well, one thing we wanted to do with this album was um, kind of get out of the typical way of you know, picking through breaks that follow the verse's chord progression and I mean, just get out of some of these um, things that you might expect mm-hmm. and actually writing some, some melodic parts for the instrumentalists that go in a different direction from the vocals. Um, just bringing in um, chord inversions and and other things to just kind of get, make a little more depth and color to the the emotional spectrum of, of everything. And, um, you know, what John does is, um, you know, that's, that's his whole bag. You know, he's such an incredible instrumentalist, mm-hmm. and he has so many ideas in terms of, um, writing melodic parts um, in terms of creating dynamics and especially creating drive and rhythm that keep things really interesting and engaging. So, um, so those are all things. I don't know so much of a British Isles sound. You may hear some things just because you know when you hear John's music, it just sounds like Ireland. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So the kinds of the kinds of ideas that he helped develop for us. Um, in some cases, you might, knowing that he was involved, you might hear a little bit of that. Sure, okay. But it's certainly not a Celtic album, and um, but we have really benefited from some of the things that make Celtic music really interesting. Um, you know, and like I said, like I was just saying, some of the the chords and the and the rhythmic things that happen often in in Irish music, um, we were able to kind of adopt those, but mm-hmm. in our own musical statements so um do you do you find it's harder or easier for a band now to establish identity um you know obviously Asheville some have referred to it as the new Nashville and uh you know there's just there's so much good music and there's so many good musicians and it seems like uh bands have kind of become interchangeable almost at times with different group artists playing with different bands and different bands getting together and creating super group versions and um I it just I wonder if it makes it uh, does that make it more fun or is it harder to establish an identity in that mix uh, you mean in like in the sense of a, like an Asheville sound? Well, or, kind or, of, or for for Teleco, or or you know because obviously we're talking about you, you guys and your music, but but uh, with so much music out there and so many more uh, options and opportunities for artists to participate in bands, uh, it 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 seems like there's just this there's this all kinds of music coming out, and I just wonder if it makes it harder for a band to kind of find that needle in the haystack identity where it's like, oh, yeah, that's Teleco. You know, you, you know it when you hear it kind of thing. Well, yes, I'd say all, all that, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's fluid. You know, everything's fluid, and um, people are um, sharing ideas and collaborating, and I think that's what keeps music exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody wants to hear something that's locked in and doesn't change, you know, and... Some of these collaborations with with two different artists from two different genres, for example, or um, you know, bringing in um, two well known artists to collaborate is is really exciting and fun. And I think those are the kinds of things that that do keep it fresh. Yeah. Um, you know, on the other hand, you do develop something from playing with somebody for a long time, and you know, all of us have been in bands together for going on. You know, some of us 
I mean, I think Jed and Stig were in a band together before, I mean, I want to say almost 15, 16 years ago. Oh, okay. So, you know, some of this stuff goes way back. Sure. And I think that really helps to gel a sound, you know. Yeah. Um, and there are certain elements that, you know, when you hear turn on the radio and somebody's playing it, hopefully, <laughs> I'm <laughs> grateful when they do. And yeah. In any case, um, you know, there's something about our sound, I think, that, that is... Um, that is... Uh, um, immediately recognizable yeah, for sure yeah. um there's some unique elements and um you know and we've it's just what we've fallen into like i said we have been together for a long long time so um so i think naturally a sound does develop and um yeah so we've got these two these two albums and i think that that really does make a statement yeah but it shows growth too um you know because people aren't static and they don't want things to sound the same all the time we mm -hmm. want to bring in electric elements and drums and different instrumentation and and try out some different things just because you have to you know people sure. want to stay engaged and involved so yeah, yeah it, it's always a it's, it's always changing and that's the norm so that's for all of us in every angle of our lives yeah i think it's going to be the same but it never yeah, is right. we're always changing yeah, and right. um trying to find you know a way to express ourselves yeah in a way that we're really feeling in the moment because that's, that's the art and that's right. what yeah. we have to always yeah. keep coming back to. Yeah. That's cool. Is this full time for you guys? Is this a, a full time project at the moment? Yeah. We're working on this and we're trying to, to make this album allow us to do it, um, you know, in a more committed and um, broader geographical um, way. Um, but we've mostly stayed fairly regional with a few forays out outside. Um, so yeah, we're kind of growing into that and we're hoping with this album being out on organic records and, um, that that will just lead to some opportunities that allow us to, to make that, that jump. So it's always a big one. Um, but people are kind of trying to work towards making that a reality. Yeah. yeah. What what's the reach for you guys right now? Uh, more regionally, or are you do you have a do you, do you have a national uh, uh, presence with your touring? Well, I'd say probably mostly East Coast. Um, we're still kind of getting our schedule together for next year, so we'll see how that um, uh, shakes out. But we're hoping to get maybe even overseas. We're kind of working out yeah. some of those details right now, but um, certainly trying to make it up and down the coasts and um hopefully out to california and colorado and like i said maybe over to europe yeah um, i've been into to japan myself touring just this year and go almost every year cool. and that's that's always a real interesting experience too um but i've done that um outside of a band context so you have some solo work that you do as well i do yeah. yes i um i try to do as many things as I can. I'm always, you know, as a songwriter, I'm always trying to get out there and, yeah. um, and just, you know, keep, keep things rolling and keep getting my songs out there. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, you know, we, some of those work with the band and some of them don't. And, um, so we just kind of, um, 
kind of use the stuff that that works, you know, in our, with our lineup. We yeah. kind of <laughs> yeah. try to try to focus on that material. And yeah. um, but I, I have had the opportunity to to go to Japan and and do some really interesting collaborations over there, and also with some Japanese musicians here in the states. So um, I've enjoyed that quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, that's cool. So the band is Teleco. The new record is Woven Waters, uh, just out. Um, people can get it. How? How can they reach you guys? Learn more about the band, your tour, that kind of thing. Yeah, we do have a website. It's telecoband dot com, and of course, all the information is there. But you know, we have Facebook, we have Twitter, and we have. Instagram, and then, you know, Spotify these days is a great way to keep up with us. We can put our calendar up there, and you can follow, um, you know, to hear podcasts like this, and also um, new music as it's released, yeah. um, get notifications about when we're on tour on their, in their area, stuff like that. So yeah. you can follow us on Spotify if you're so inclined. And if you like hard copies, you know, it's all... Amazon and iTunes and all that, or you can just go to our website and go to my little store, and I'll put a, a T-shirt or CD or whatever you want in there, and it's a nice note. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> so we're awesome. we're a shoestring operation, but yeah. that's, that's kind of the nature. That's the beauty of it, yeah, really. for sure, right? Yeah, yeah, that's um, cool. That's that's what makes Americana music so special. It's right. so real, yeah, and um, yeah. and people sometimes I like, get a, a message like, "Hey, I see you're going to be here. Would you want to do a house concert?" Like. Those kinds of things are fantastic. They yeah. really grease the wheels. They make everything possible. Just yeah. this direct connection with the fans yeah. and the music lovers um, and to build community that way in such an organic way is sure. um, really a huge help for us and a real delight. Yeah. Um, those relationships last a long time. I think a lot of people underestimate the value of, of and the fun of house concerts. So that's awesome that you get to do that. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there that love music but um, don't have venues or you know public places that they want to go to or be out at certain times of night, you know, figuring out parking and tickets and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. But would enjoy a concert in in that kind of home setting, and that works with that kind of music pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that kind of grassroots stuff works well with folk and Americana and. Um, and really makes it possible. So Yeah, for sure. Good. Well, thanks, Anya. I appreciate talking to you and, and learning more about your band, and we certainly wish you the best. Yeah, no, thank you so much as well, and um, I hope to see you down the road. Absolutely. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 